Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Gaming After College. This is your host, Manny, speaking. So it's been a while. Uh, I took the month of June off, and uh, I'm happy to announce that today I will be doing an episode on all things E3, or at least the things I found interesting. And there's also going to be a giveaway in in today's episode, so please tune in for that. All right, let's get started. So as many of you recall, I took the month of June off uh, to handle some personal stuff, moving out, etc., stuff like that. None of that happened, <laughs> um, but I have a good backup list of episodes to record, and hopefully I don't have to take another month off when I actually do find a place to move into. So just keep that in mind. Um, before we continue on to the main portion of this episode for E3, I do want to give everyone an update as to the games I am currently playing right now. So I am still playing Red Dead Redemption 2 about halfway through the game. I think it said 56%. And I've already invested at least 40 hours of my life into that game. This game is insane. And I will be doing a review of this game probably before I even finish it. Because I believe everyone needs to know how great this game is if they don't already. Since it's almost been a year since it came out. Uh, On top of that, I am also playing Observation. Which I am about to finish. And it's a quick little horror game that came out back in may or june i believe and then i'm playing cuphead on my nintendo switch and then finally i picked up my 3ds and what seems like forever and i am continuing phoenix Wright dual destinies i am about done i am on the last case i believe and then from there i'll probably pick up the the sequel to that and uh the reason I, i i even picked it up in the first place again was because i uh i heard that the nintendo switch will actually be getting the phoenix Wright series and a brand new Phoenix Wright game. So I might as well catch up on the entire series while I'm doing this, right? So anyways, let's move on to the main attraction of this episode, E3 2019. Gotta relax. This is Earth Radio. And now here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. All right, so for those who aren't aware, and if this is your first time listening to uh, Gaming After College, E3 is a worldwide event. It's the biggest gaming convention of the the year. And it's always held in LA around June. And this year it was held from June 11th to June 13th, 2019. While I did not get to participate uh, physically, I did participate in spirit. Um, I was following every single talk. I was following every single... uh, live stream, live blog, 
all the demo videos that came out i was watching them and i was live tweeting a lot of that so if you if you uh, tuned in to at gac underscore podcast on twitter you would have seen that i was posting a ton of stuff related to e3 um in fact i actually received a lot of comments from from uh, my co-workers saying that it, it's like i was there um which i found was hilarious um hopefully next year um there's enough base in this uh in this podcast where i can get invited to go and uh well we'll see what happens right road to e3 2020 everybody Hop on in. So what I like to do, and I did this for last year's episode about E3 as well, is I picked a few choice games that I want to talk about, games that I personally find interesting and I hope that the rest of you find interesting. And then I'll talk about some other games that I um, I personally don't find interesting, but I know the rest of the world does. Um, look at Halo, for example. So let's go ahead and get started. So the first game I want to talk about is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is the latest Star Wars game to come out from terrible publisher EA. Yes, I said it. Um, Battlefront was okay. Battlefront 2 I never even played because of that stupid loot box shenanigan BS. Um, But it looks like this new game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm probably just going to call Fallen Order from now on, is uh, a single player game and it takes place in between Rogue One and... Uh, Revenge of the Sith. So basically, Darth Vader has already come to power. The uh, the Republic has been overthrown. Now it's just the Empire. And uh, this is before Rogue One. So before the Death Star was created and destroyed in the New Hope, etc. So you actually take the role of this uh, this new character that we we don't know about. His name is Cal Kestis, and Cal is uh, a Jedi user. Um, not much is known about his backstory. We don't know if he was at the Jedi Temple and he ran away. Uh, he looks like a teenager. He looks like he's 17. And it looks like as you're playing the, as you're playing as Cal, you're helping the Rebellion. And uh, you actually do meet one familiar face. Um, if you look at the uh, the gameplay trailer, uh, there's about it's like a 15 minute demo of, of the game. Um, you actually meet that guy from Rogue One that was played by um, Forrest Whitaker. His name in the movie was Sog Guerrera. And uh, he played some 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 sort of, some sort of uh, rebellion leader, and he's actually in the game. He's actually in the gameplay, and I believe he did lend his likeness and his voice, uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, to the game. So that's pretty awesome. There's there's one celebrity, right? We don't know if there's any other celebrities um, in this game. Maybe we might see Jin or so or someone else. Um, so we'll see what happens. So as for the gameplay itself, I would say it's much more akin to God of War. Um, the latest one I reviewed a few months ago, wherein it seems like there's a almost like an open world concept and you're able to walk around freely and use your lightsaber, throw your lightsaber, use your force, use the force to move objects and uh, go over obstacles. And um, it there might be a perk system involved. Not much is known. I do recommend everyone to check out the gameplay trailer. I'm, I'm, I'm going to attach it to the show notes down below. Um, down below. This isn't YouTube, Andy. Um, anyways, I will attach it to the show notes to this podcast episode, and so so everyone can see it out. It's it's actually pretty great. Um, the gameplay looks flawless in my opinion. Um, although I'm I'm reading up on the news about the lightsaber combat, and it turns out they may not allow you to actually dismember people in this game. Uh, in the gameplay itself, you can actually see people almost be dismembered. You know. Um, think nearly headless snake from harry potter right so it's like they're almost dismembered but they're not um maybe that could be a rating thing on part of uh, the esrb but 
Point is, it looks like that it won't be a thing when the game launches. As for when the game launches, the game is set to release on November 15th of this year, and it's going to be available on the PS4, PC, and Xbox One. As for me, personally, I'm dubious about this game. Um, I played The Force Unleashed way back when, and that's what this game is. It kind of mirrors that, The Force Unleashed, which actually wasn't that bad. But it's the publisher I have an issue with. Uh, there's EA has been known to be a just garbage publisher who just cares about money. And um, I, I believe it. Uh, so gone are the days of uh, SSX and SSX Tricky and all, all the games that made them amazing. Uh, after Battlefront 1 and 2, I, I don't trust EA. I've been hurt. EA and uh, I don't I, I don't know if I can give my heart to any publisher ever again but this Star Wars game looks pretty badass and I may pick it up it's probably not a day one purchase for me um, simply because of EA but I will let everyone know how it is and I'll probably pick it up at one point to do a quick review so the next game I want to talk about is a game I actually been talking about for years I actually talked about it yet uh, I actually talked about it last year uh, for E3 2018 and that game is Cyberpunk 2077. So Cyberpunk 2077, for those of you who don't know, it is a open world uh, RPG game similar to The Witcher. Um, and I'll get to that in a bit. Similar to The Witcher series. And it's set in um, obviously the year 2077. And the world has become just highly cyber, right? Highly um, cyberpunk-ish, right? So everyone has like technology embedded in their in their body with weapons and high-tech um, uh, contact lenses. And basically think a cyberpunk world, think a Blade Runner almost, and that's what you have, right? And it looks like uh, everything takes place in one city. Um, I believe it's called Night City, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And it's owned by corporations. Um, obviously, like there's going to be like a huge class sort of uh, battle and struggle where you play as someone in the lower classes fighting the power, right? And they finally released a. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. And they finally announced a release date. And so uh, there, there's a couple things I want to talk about here. First, the gameplay looks absolutely amazing. It is a RPG-based game where it's open world so for those of you who played the witcher 3 it's basically all that and it's actually made and it's my favorite part it's actually made by the same publisher by cd project red and from my understanding cg project project red is one of those companies that actually care about delivering a solid product and this game has been rumored to be in development for at least the last four years and we're finally seeing some sort of end product and it looks absolutely amazing. Uh, in the game, you play as a character called V and he is fully customizable. And I say he, he can actually be a she. Um, and, I, and I think there's also some non-binary options as well, which is pretty awesome, right? And they are fully customizable to what you want. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out in a... Um, in the cutscenes of the game because so if you see the cinematic trailer um v is a standard you know male dude he looks pretty young maybe in his early 20s and if you create a custom character who is let's say a woman who has a different voice because i believe you can even change the voice how is the cutscene altered and if the cutscene is altered to fit your npc with the voice i've never seen that before and that's that's freaking awesome uh in most cases when i change a uh 
a a main character's name right and then a cutscene comes up i'm thinking final fantasy here they they just don't say his name it's like they're talking blank airspace right and then they just keep going so it'd be really interesting to see how your custom character interacts with the cutscenes and how other characters react to that so i'm really interested to see that happen um and it looks like it's gonna have a lot of shooting f uh, fundamentals so almost like uh almost like fallout if you will so it looks pretty good actually and it was announced way back in 2012 it is now 2019 and it's going to be released on april 16th of 2020 so we still have uh, a little bit of a wait less than a year thankfully um it's actually the day after my uh, sister's birthday i'm looking forward to it um i hopefully it's uh uh it, it, it pays out and there's one thing that i'm pretty sure those of you who have been following this game they're like manny wh when are you gonna mention the thing and well so if uh, I'm going to link a trailer down, uh, I'm going to link a trailer uh, into the show notes. And if you watch it, there is actually a uh, a celebrity uh, cameo. In fact, I think it's more than a cameo. I think this celebrity has a role in the game and their role is, is actually going to be that of a helper. And it looks like they may actually have a good portion of the game that you're going to be playing with them. And that celebrity is none other than America's Sweetheart, Keanu Reeves. If I wasn't buying this game before, I'm buying it now. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. In fact, for everyone, uh, I probably won't link this because I just don't want to bombard everyone with links. But for everyone who's interested, go see the reveal trailer where Keanu Reeves is on the stage. Um, it, is, it is insanely heartwarming and it's great. Um, and his character in the game has a metal arm and it, it looks amazing. And uh, it's just that gruff of his voice, you know, it's like, we got a city to burn, you know, and that's what he says. So it looks pretty awesome. I recommend everyone to check it out. I'm going to link it to the into the show notes. And um, hopefully April 16th is uh, is a good day for everyone. Um, for me, this will probably be a day one buy. So hopefully by the time it comes out, I'm, I'm done with all the other games, because what I really don't like to do is pick up a game that's going to take a lot of my time while I'm already playing a game that's taking up a ton of my time. That actually happened to me this past year with Kingdom Hearts and Dragon Quest at the same time. So not something I recommend, and it's something I'm going to try to avoid. All right, so moving on to Watch Dogs Legion. So for those of you who don't know, Watch Dogs is the series. Uh, it came out, came out a while ago, actually. And it's a series all about hackers and hacking. Um, and for those of you who don't know, my my actual full-time job is actually akin to this. And Watch Dogs 1 wasn't actually that bad. A lot of people did not like it at all. But they felt that they were uh, bait and switched with the, uh, the gameplay trailer that was unveiled at E3 versus the game itself. But I picked up the game, it was on a sale. And I found it to be way too uh, idealistic. Basically, in the first one, you play as Aiden. I'm forgetting his last name. And he has he has actually was able to hack into CTOS, which is a citywide operating system in Chicago. And he has a phone that he's able to like, you know, control streetlights and control uh, security bridges and security um, gates and stuff like that. He's able to hack into other people's devices like with ease. And, uh, and it's all because CTOS tracks all this data and already has access to this data. So he's just able to go through the system and, and launch these commands. Um, in my head, I try to make the most logical sense out of it um, just so I can enjoy the gaming because I can't see horrible hacking in progress. Eventually, Watch Dogs 2 was made and Watch Dogs 2 was set in San Francisco and in my opinion was everything Watch Dogs 1 should have been. The storyline itself is actually so much better in Watch Dogs 2. 
and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun game. Um, the uh, the multiplayer sequence was actually my favorite where someone else can uh, go into your game as you're playing it and start hacking you. Those were a lot of fun and just terrifying in my opinion. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I, I picked up Watch Dogs 2 for the PS4 and it was a lot of fun. And uh, now Watch Dogs Legion is, is due to come out next year. Um, in fact, re release date is March 6th of 2020 and it'll be released for the PlayStation 4 the PC and Xbox One and Google Stadia, everyone. Looks like Google's actually doing something, which uh, will be interesting. Um, I'll do an episode about news later and I will talk about Google Stadia, but going back to Watch Dogs Legion, which I'm just gonna call Watch Dogs 3. Watch Dogs 3 is set in a post-Brexit London and it, it looks like it's set a, a little bit into the future. Um, so post-Brexit, but not like immediately post-Brexit. Um, it's unclear how much how much time has passed, but basically London has become a horrible police state and CTOS is to blame. Um, they have CTOS probably version three now because it's been version one to two, now version three. Uh, so they have version three and um, the characters you play as are part of DeadSec and DeadSec is the organization in the Watch Dogs world um, they're a hacker organization and they basically want to rid themselves of these controlling entities such as CTOS, the government, etc. And um, they operate a lot like uh, like Anonymous, if, if anyone knows who the anon Anonymous hacker group is. That's basically what DeadSec is, just cooler in my opinion. And one of the interesting things about uh, Watch Dogs 3 is the fact that you can play as almost... A either as every NPC or almost any NPC. So if you see an NPC, you're able to uh, hire them, uh, recruit them actually. You're able to recruit them into DedSec and then you can use them. And they all have their own unique backstories, their own unique origin story that leads them to become a fight, you know, a fighter against the uh, oppressive CTOS. And it seems rather ambitious in my opinion, because if you look at the gameplay demo, which I'll, I'll link in the, uh, in the show notes, in the gameplay demo, you're actually trying to hire someone who is a drone expert because the city of London, they now have all these police drones everywhere that actually have lethal force on them. Uh, they can use guns and stuff. And you want to hire someone who tinkers with drones, who is able to hack these drones so they can stop being a problem for you. And as you're as you're trying to hire them, uh, recruit them, I keep saying that, as you're trying to recruit them, the character you're playing as unfortunately passes away. Like they, they die in, in trying to recruit this guy. Um, they die by the police um, and then just out of nowhere that person dies but then you're able to pick someone else in your roster and that person will take over and will try to recruit finish recruiting this new guy who's the drone expert it is very ambitious it is very interesting because there's not just one character you're following it, it was Aiden in the first one and then it was that other character I'm forgetting his name right now in the second one and now it looks like the organization of DeadSec itself, the organization that you build, is the character. And so it's instead of CTOS versus one guy in, part of DeadSec, now it's CTOS versus DeadSec in, in, in its entirety. It looks amazing. It looks really fun. In fact, one of the people you can recruit is this old lady. Um, I'm forgetting her name, but she's actually like an ex, an ex-spy, an ex-assassin. And it's great. Like you could probably do some social engineering with her. People, people just assume she's harmless because she's an old lady. What are you gonna do? How are you gonna How are you gonna assume the old lady's a spy or a hacker or or a, a trained assassin, right? And then you can just wreck havoc with uh, with um with, with with this NPC. So 
It's very ambitious in my opinion. It looks like it might work. I was blown away by the trailer um, or the gameplay trailer. It's about 15 minutes long and I encourage everyone to check it out. So that game again comes out March 6th of 2020. All right, moving on to the final game. Hey everyone, so now it's time for the uh, trivia portion of this episode. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to ask a uh, gaming question, a trivia question. Um, it has to do with all things gaming. And then you have until the next episode, uh, so roughly two weeks, uh, to send me an email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com with, uh, with your answer. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all the um, answers into a raffle and I'm going to randomly select one, probably use a dice or something. And that person will get a $25 Amazon gift card. So I'll send it to you via email and um, thanks for playing. OK, so here is this week's question. Which actor was considered for the role of Super Mario in the horrible movie Super Mario Brothers that came out in the mid 90s? All right, cool. Let's get back to the episode. All right, so the last game I want to talk about, and trust me, there are so many other games I want to talk about, but I really didn't want this to be an episode where, okay, next, okay, next, okay, next. So um, there are a couple other tidbits that I'm going to like speed through um, after this, but I want to give this game its due time. And that game is the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I am so ready for. I, I, am, I am jumping up and enjoy. I'm freaking out. I cannot rate and and I honestly cannot believe it's actually going to happen. So the Final Fantasy VII remake was announced, I believe, in 2014 or 2015. And uh, at E3, it it honestly, so Sony won E3 at that point. Square Enix won E3 because no one knew it was going to happen. The Final Fantasy VII Remake has long been rumored well before that, and it just never happened. Final Fantasy VII, however, has been ported over to absolutely everything it's basically skyrim and it's been ported here and there left and right um in fact i think you can pick it up on the nintendo switch now um i'm not too sure i probably reported that a while back but the remake itself is finally set to come out on march 3rd of 2020 so it's it's an episodic remake however so for those of you who don't remember final fantasy 7 was um, I, I believe the first Final Fantasy RPG to have 3D models, right? I mean, granted, they were like big, gigantic blocks. And it was insanely long. I believe it was four PlayStation CDs long. And I loved it, right? It, it, was, it was a long game. So now they're remaking it from scratch, like from the ground up. Uh, updated graphics. The graphics looks, they're ultra-realistic graphics. So think, uh, for those of you who have seen Final Fantasy Advent Children, um think of that right but just a lot more detailed and a lot better um or for those of you who've never seen advent children think final fantasy 15. so they're doing ultra realistic graphics it looks absolutely insane uh, i'll get to the gameplay in a bit uh however it is episodic so they're not going to release the entire game in march um they're releasing episode one it is unclear how many episodes they're going to do and it's also unclear how things will transfer over from episode to episode I would assume they're they're gonna carry the same save file, and um, and ba basically, if you want to go back to things in episode one, you may have to put in that disc. I'm I'm unsure, and also I'm very unsure how much space this is gonna take in your in your in your uh, PlayStation because I have a one terabyte PlayStation. 
freaking Red Dead Redemption took like 50 gigs. What are you doing, man? What's up, Rockstar? You know, um, although I, I kind of see why that's needed. So once I'm done playing Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm deleting that guy because it is beefy. And speaking of beefy, I said this game is episodic. It's not going to be one CD when it comes out in March 3rd. Episode one is not one Blu-ray. It's two. Blu-rays are beefy little guys and this is going to be a gigantic game if the if episode one is two blu-ray discs and according to the developers it's equivalent to one full game i do not i'm like i do i do and i do not want to know how long Final fantasy 7 remake is going to be because or how big it's going to be size wise because this is going to be insane um moving on so the gameplay itself so they, they, they took a they took a sort of uh so the gameplay itself, it's a lot more action-based. Uh, so they're not doing the turn-by-turn -turn mechanics that the original Final Fantasy VII had. Uh, so that's uh, angering a lot of hardcore fans. Um, and you know, I, I can understand why they did this, right? Uh, turn-based mechanics, they're, they're a thing, they're, they're like a, almost like a, just a Japanese thing and people in the West have adopted it because it, it's really cool. The strategy adds a different layer and a more complicated layer of gameplay that it's it's almost calming and it's also very invigorating and very um you know rage inducing but it's really great right uh for example i just got done playing dragon quest and dragon quest is all turn-based mechanics my younger brother he just finished playing persona 5 and that's all turn-based mechanics so turn-based mechanics aren't necessarily a bad thing but final fantasy 7 wants to make waves with not just the old older generation like myself who played the original Final Fantasy 7 but also the new generation who don't really know turn-based mechanics right um, in fact if it wasn't for me pestering my younger brother to play Persona 5 he probably would have never played a game that has turn-based turn -based mechanics <clears throat> so what is the gameplay like so the gameplay is much more like Final Fantasy 15 so it is more action driven um, every character uh, you, you can alternate between using uh, Barrett, Cloud, Tifa, etc. And they, they each have their own moves and their own moveset. And I believe there's a cooldown system for for those moves, similar to Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy 15. And it's much more in the moment, much more action-packed. So keep that in mind when, when you're going to play this game. It is not the original Final Fantasy 7 game you know and love. It is a remake, so things will change. I, for one, welcome this change because that means that the game will move along a lot quicker. Um, and also... If you look at the gameplay itself, it's very pretty. Like, it is insanely beautiful. Like, my eyes couldn't handle it. I know what colors are now. Like, that's how amazing this gameplay is. So, I welcome it. I welcome the addition, and I look forward to it. And it, it looks pretty badass. And as always, I'm going to uh, attach a link to the gameplay, a link to the trailer, in the show notes below. The, the Final Fantasy VII Remake is a day one purchase for me. It is... It's probably takes precedence over all the other games I mentioned in this podcast because Final Fantasy VII holds a special place in my heart, and I don't know if I can take seeing Aerith die again. But anyways, that's that is something for for me to discuss with with friends at some other time. Um, but anyways, before I close out this episode, I do have some honorable mentions that I really want to get out there to people who who really care about these games. Like Manny, why didn't you talk about this? So I'm just gonna go ahead and talk about it really quickly. Smash Brothers is getting two new characters. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think they released a. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I don't think they announced a release date. 
Um, but they're getting two new characters. They're getting Banjo Kazooie, which looks amazing. The reveal trailer for that is absolutely hilarious. I don't know why King Koopa, King Koopa, I'm so sorry, uh, King K, King K Rule and Donkey Kong were hanging out together, and and just Banjo Kazooie shows up in, out of nowhere. That's insane. I find I found it hilarious. Um, but Banjo Kazooie is coming to Smash Brothers, and the hero from Dragon Quest is coming to Smash Brothers, which I am looking forward to. He looks amazing. He can use his magic. He can use his sword. So I'm really looking forward to that. And his ultimate actually has a group of the older heroes from all the other Dragon Quest games. So that's amazing as well. And then finally, Zelda Breath of the Wild is getting a sequel, Breath of the Wild 2. It just says in development, the trailer is about a minute long, but it looks terrifying and awesome. And so if you play Breath of the Wild 1, which I did, it was the first game to come out on the Nintendo Switch. I picked it up because you kind of have to at that point. And it was amazing that that game is an open world game. It took out it took like 100 plus hours of my time and it was amazing. Breath of the Wild 2 looks like it's going to be done in the same light and it looks freaking awesome. So be sure to check that out. Okay, I think those are all the honorable mentions I wanted to mention. Um, <laughs> and um, I believe that that's pretty much it, guys. So thank you for tuning in. It's good to be back. Uh, the next episode that I'll come out with, it's going to be in two weeks, as usual. And that game will be focusing on Red Dead Redemption 2. Hopefully by then I finished it. And if not, then you guys are going to get my first thoughts about this game. First thoughts after 40 hours. But that's besides the point. Uh, be sure to submit your responses to the trivia question, and uh, I'll talk to you all later. This has been Gaming After College, and this is your host, Manny.